The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terrapina. Welcome to OAA Now here on Sammy Terrapina Blog of the Dragons Insider Blog of Inside the OAA. One of the hosts, Queen Timmins on OAA Silvers. like to welcome those watching on the local voice on SoundCloud and, of course, those watching on OAA with Television. Ian? Beautiful day outside. Oh, a beautiful day. And not only a beautiful day, but a beautiful week. Why? Because we have football. Yes, we do. And we have a guest this week. We do. Um, we have the legendary coach at Clarkston. I'm Kurt Richardson here. Um, coach, welcome to the um, welcome to the pod. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Um, when you look at you guys, um, you made the playoffs 17 straight years. Um, last year really was a struggle at 3-6. and six. Um, Recap a little bit of last year for you guys. Well, you know, injuries are always part of the game. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, they hit us hard. We had kids that we couldn't afford to lose are the ones we lost. And uh, I think everybody will tell you in the OAA, red, and all the way through, really, there's a very fine line between winning and losing. Mm-hmm. You, you lose three or four guys, and that makes a huge difference real quick. The injury bug really affected you guys, of course. I remember a big injury with Matt Miller. That was a huge injury for you guys. Um, very, very good wide receiver. Um, got hurt. Um, you had at least seven guys with 20 ACL injuries. Wow. That yeah. is unusual. Yeah, it was uh, kind of spooky. <laughs> spooky and scary at the same time. I mean, Ian, my co-host here, calls, called it the Twilight Zone. Yeah, last year was... It was a twilight zone for you guys, just something that yeah. we've never seen before, and you can't anticipate that sort of thing. Yeah, it was uh, definitely different. <laughs> um, and, of course, let's look at your um, your um, week one opponent first, which is Southfield A&T, of course. Um, when you look at – you played the Warriors twice last year. One yep. resulted in a shocking 28-14 loss, and then, of course, you went and returned the favor, stunning the Warriors on a, um overtime victory, 22-21. Um Talk about your first, your week one opponent in Southfield. Well, Southfield always has a ton of talent, uh, great foot speed, you know, real good athletes. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're going to, you know, they're going to test the edge. Um, they're going to be a great challenge, especially down there. Especially having to go down there. I mean, like, um, you know, it's, it hasn't been easy. You know, Southfield's not an easy place to play. Um when you look at a course, I remember that first game you played them, which um, I know they were really happy when they beat you guys in 20, uh, I believe it was 26, 2015 when they had Sam Johnson. Um, what was that atmosphere like for their first game against you guys? Last year? Well, it was in 2015. Cool. 2015. Oh, 2015? Yeah, the first time. Well, I can't remember 2015. <laughs> old. Oh, come on. <laughs> You're going back, dude. Me? Come on now. You know? Well, well, what about last year then? But last year then. How about last year? Let's go last year. Last year was kind of cool because it was supposed to be that showcase. Yeah. And we were, you know, uh, there's supposed to be a lot of scouts there and stuff. And um, they didn't see much from us. Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's been tough. Well, and speaking of that, let's look at your team this year. I mean, like, obviously, of course, we know about Rocco Spindler, Gary Dillinger. Um, How have they been handling this weird crazy season how have they been handling it and your team um you know they've been handling it pretty well um 
the key with those two is when they said we were going to spring, mm -hmm. they were done. Their, their high school football careers were over because they're leaving in January to go off to college as, as well as uh, Blake Cozen. Right. You're tight so, end. Yep. Yep. So um, it was a little more, a little more of a blow for them than it, you know, the rest of the kids still had a spring season where their high school careers were done. Mm-hmm. Um, also, let's look at the um, development of um, yeah, Mike DePillow back at quarterback. Of course, he had a good year. Um, basketball standout as well. Um, talk about how the development of Mike has been for you guys, especially at quarterback. And, of course, having to change offenses from an RPO to more of a spread last year. Mike's, you know, physically, Mike's, I think he's grown a couple inches. Um, he's faster. Um, his arm's stronger. So physically, uh, he's really matured. And on the mental part of the game, uh, talking to Ryan Call, our uh, offensive coordinator and quarterback coach, he said he's probably one of the smartest kids he's ever coached. That's good. Um, what about um? And of course, I want to. And Ian and I have been really impressed with um with this call up he made last year. With he moved up Ethan Clark at running mm -hmm. back. Um, Ethan Clark had a really he made it made a real impact against Oxford, of course, scoring two twice lat in that game, and of course, um, scoring that winning touchdown against Southfield. Um, talk about how Ethan's development has been um, coming up as a going to be up as a sophomore this this season. Well, he's uh, much like Mike. He's put on probably 15, 20 pounds. Um, you know, good solid uh, pounds. Uh, he's a little faster. He's a little stronger. Uh, he's seeing things better. Um, you know, for only being a sophomore, he's uh, he's doing pretty well right now. I have seen Ethan Clark play in youth football. I remember him being very, he is very, um, what's your McKay, like um, flat. Huh? Shifty? Shifty, yeah, very <laughs> shifty. You know what I mean? And I've seen that in youth foot when he played in youth football. Um, and I've seen that last year for you guys. I mean, like, um, when you um when you called up Ethan, um, what was your initial thoughts, you know, when you called him up? Like, was he like, um, like, I can't believe he's doing this as a freshman. Well, again, it came down to, you know, we were thin and we got some injuries. And, um, you know, we told some of the younger kids, you got to put on your big boy pants now. And mm -hmm. he was one of them that did that. Um, also, now let's look at your receiving core. Of course, you did lose Justin Buckman, who transferred to him, Tennessee. Um, according to the article I read from um, MI Scott Bernstein, oh no, um, MI Preps on Scott Bernstein. Um, and now you have Logan Forbes here. So talk about your wide receiving situation right now, how it is right now. With well, you know, Logan Forbes is a kid that, and this is a great example of why kids need to play more in one sport. He quit football in eighth grade, going to concentrate on basketball. And then he decided to come out this year. Um, to be honest with you, I had no idea of his, uh, skill level. Um, but he has been outstanding. He's, he's a kid that he's going to be able to play college uh, football, um, runs real well, great hands, um, is learning how to run routes, um, is learning, uh, all the coverages in the secondary. So he's a kid that's going to help us on both sides of the ball. And then, of course, you look at Blake. Of course, you look at Blake um, Cozen. Of course, your um, tight end. He's originally listed as a tight end. Um, has there been possible thoughts about maybe moving the wide receiver as well, possibly? 
he played both last year, mm -hmm. uh, primarily tight end, but he split out in a lot of our formations, and he'll he'll do that again this year. Now let's look at, of course, um, when you look at, are there any other impactful players that we should keep an eye on as well for you guys on the offensive side of the football? Uh, no, we got a lot of kids fighting for one or two spots. Mm-hmm. Um, now let's look at your defense. Of course, last year was not a very good year on that side of the football. Um, I think it was, I looked at the stats last year and it was the most points you've given up in school history. Um, how's your defense looking in 2020? Well, we're going to go with the four big guys down, which makes us better right off the get go. Mm -hmm. uh, Caleb Stallworth at linebacker has improved a ton and he'll be guiding the show. Um, and and we're better, I think, in the uh, back end too, in our secondary. Um, when you look at a course, um, when you look at when you look at a course, the opponents in the OA red. Of course, we talked about this a little bit with Southfield. Um, when you look at the red, I mean, like you look at teams like Oak Park, you know, Oxford, um, Lake Orion. I mean, like um, those type of teams. You know what I mean? That could um, in West Bloomfield, that can make that are going to make some noise um, this year. What is your thoughts of playing with those five teams this year in the red? Well, you don't get any weekends off. That's for sure. No, I mean, Every Friday night's going to be a battle. Uh, great coaches in the OAA red. Um, they prepare well. Um, you got to come to play every Friday night. And sometimes what it comes down to is who's the healthiest. That is true. That is true. I mean, last year, you guys were not healthy last year. You know, and then um, and then um, when you look at um, you look at you guys this year. I mean, like um, a lot of people, a lot of people. When you look at Clarkston, of course, expect you guys to be in the state championship game. But last year, kind of that taking it off season, you taking taking that step back. I mean, like, what is what do you do? You think that that off season that um, that last year really was a wake up call for you guys? Well, I, I think. You know, I, I tell our coaches this. Mm -hmm. We have to coach this week like we lost last week. Um, and so that's kind of our philosophy this year. We got we to gotta coach harder than what we did last year. Our kids have got to play harder than they, what they did last year. And, you know, if you have a losing season, you got to take the positives from it and build on that and and you know that bitter taste in your mouth and how are you going to get rid of that bitter taste is by winning um let's look at now let's look at program strength of course um this is one topic that um i've been in conversation with several um and you look at of course freshman football of course there's only this year going to be seven teams in the um oaa um playing freshman football when you look at you guys lake orion oxford um adams Rochester and um, Stony Creek and West Bloomfield. Um, what is your thoughts on program strength? You know, well, you it's at... getting scary. I didn't realize that there were only seven doing that. Yep. Uh, you know, the numbers for football, I would, uh, you know, I was hoping we're going to start climbing back. Um, ours are starting to return a little bit in our youth programs and stuff. Um, you know, that, concussion scare from a few years ago where we lost a lot of kids. Um, I'm sure the COVID thing has really uh, hit a lot of, a lot of schools. Um, but you, you've got to have those 
programs. Those, those are the, you know, they got to be strong. Um, they got to keep kids interested and, uh, you know, keep feeding us kids. I mean, when you look at a course, um, when you look at a course, um, program strength, obviously this is, you know, it's good. You know what I mean? I think it helps long-term, you know what I mean? Because, you know, when you look at, you're going to lose seniors, you know, you're going to lose, you're going to lose a great group of seniors. You know what I mean? Then it's like next, next, next guy up. You know what I mean? That's what it is. You know, look at program strengths. Absolutely. Um, and then of course, um, you know, how have you been handling this virus outbreak? How have you been handling it personally? You know what I mean? Um, you know, just trying to do the right things that they've asked us to do, wearing the mask and all that kind of stuff, the six foot uh, distancing and all that. Um, and just, you know, praying and hoping that somehow, some way, uh, all of our athletes were going to get their season, you know, not obviously football the most for me, but, you know, whether the kid be a soccer player or even the kids in a the band, they need that. They need that. That's such an essential part of high school. Uh, when you look at, of course, the decision that um that the MHA made, I mean, like to um you know to um bring back bring back football. What was your initial thoughts when the MHA decided to bring back football? Total surprise. If you had asked me the day before, I would have bet my house that there was no way. I, I, we were the same way. We it, were the same way here. It was you know? stunned, just mm-hmm. stunned. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, um, when you look at, um, when you look at Clarkston, of course, um, obviously, of course you have the um, tradition, you know what I mean? Of, um, going down the, um, going through the, um, new, um, the new, um, that, um, locker room setting that you may that you have, of course, um, what is that? House. Yeah, that's it. You know, my brain's just all like fiery. <laughs> it's, right it's Monday. It's <laughs> Monday. You know what Sam. I mean? Um, how is, I mean, like, um. I want to talk about your new uniforms. Of course, um, you did um, you did um, have like picture day. You have like I believe you have like three sets: a blue set, a um, gray, and a um, white. Now you guys got. I want to talk yep. about those a little yep. bit. How do you feel about those? Um, if they make the kids happy, I'm happy. Um, uh, mm-hmm. You know, I, as far as I'm concerned, you can wear an old sweatshirt and a pair of jeans <laughs> as long as you play the game hard. Um, and then, of course, you have those traditional Michigan helmets. You know what I mean? They Michigan yep. look like helmets. You know what I mean? So that I think, you know, when you I want to talk about your rivalries, of course, you know, obviously the one with Lake Orion um, stands out, of course, wet. But talk about West Bloomfield, how that has started to become a rivalry a little bit. Um, talk about that rivalry more of, you know what I mean, between the Wolves and the Lakers. That has started to become a really interesting rivalry. Yeah, it's been pretty much flip flop. You win this year we win next year i mean it's been that way for a little while i think our uh records against each other are about 500 i think what really set the rivalry off though was when we beat them in the state championship three to two i remember that one i mean like <laughs> that was like a baseball score you know what i mean yep. baseball you know? score no well basically you know what i mean um but when you look at um i do want to talk about that game in that state championship year when you went into Holland and beat Holland West Ottawa. I mean, like, and probably one of the most craziest comebacks I've seen. I know it had to really stink having to travel out there to Holland. How was that experience? Um, well, we won, so it was a great experience. <laughs> but, um, That's true. That was a game that at halftime was like, holy cow, we were getting our butts kicked. 
and uh, kids just flipped the switch and uh, came back and we stunned them. And uh, then that long ride home was, then that was okay. <laughs> I wonder if you got to see Lake Michigan on that, um, on that <laughs> we ride. We were pretty there. close. I know. <laughs> close. You know, that was, I know. I mean, like, um, cause normally when you go to the West side of the state, you know what I mean? You, um, you get really fascinated with, you know, some of those trips, especially having to go down I-94, you know what I mean? Out there. I mean, like, the Pathwing okay. Stadium and all that in Kalamazoo, but uh-huh. you know, but um, but I know that was a really. I think to me that was the game that I really thought that was I, really instrumental for you guys. Yeah, Besides, that kind of set the table that, for the run to the title. Right, that kind of set the table for that state championship run that came out of nowhere. People ask me that question. Yeah, that was a that was a big win, no doubt about it. Um, before I let you go, Kurt, um, what is your expectations this year? And, um, do you have anything to say to OA Nation? You know what I mean? What are your thoughts to say to OA Nation? Well, you know, the OAA has got a lot of, uh, I would say it's got some issues right now and we got to get those ironed out. We got to make our league stronger. Um, but I think, uh, people are working on that, um, the great thing about the OAA is the competition is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, there's each week you play a quality team with a great coaching staff and, and your button heads. And I, I think that's one of the things I like best about the OAA is the respect uh, amongst the coaches and the, and the, you know, heated rivalries, but you know, you're, once the game's over, it's, you know, you talk football and everything's good with, between coaches, that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, my, also, my um, last question, of course, I forgot to mention this. Um, the possibility of having, like, let's say if Clark's never had to play teams north of 69, like Davison, Lapeer, Grand Blank. Um, of course, Grand Blank is, closer to, is close to Clarkston. Um, have you ever thought about, you know, maybe playing some of those teams north of 69? You know what I mean? Cause I know we played, you played LaPierre, you know what I mean? And Davison, but have you thought about maybe possibly looking at that route? If you're talking about a new league, there has been talk about that. I know there uh, has. Yeah. Davison, LaPierre, Grand Blank, um, Morian, um, us, um, LaPierre, mm-hmm. you know, there has been that talk. Yes. That'd be a great conference. Would be a great, be a tough conference. Be a tough conference too. That would yeah. be very interesting. You know what I mean? If that were to happen, but we'll yeah. see what happens. Um, Clarkson, I'm Coach Kurt Richardson. Thank you for joining us this week here on the podcast. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, yep. Coach. Good luck to Thanks, you this Dave. week. Uh, football is on. Yeah. Get at it. <laughs> yeah. All right. See you. Have a good week. Hey, Thanks. All right. It was good. You know hey, what I mean? Yeah. It's um. You know. It's the same. These guys are in lockstep. The uh, the coaches, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, with uh, Coach Richardson talking about the injuries, we can't. You it's know, hard it, to he, describe. He that. just kind of mentioned it, mm-hmm. but you cannot understate how important that was, or only say important, but how impactful that was on that team last year. The injuries were really, really intriguing. Never last. seen anything Never like seen it. Seven guys with ACL injuries. Never. But, you know, but with Clarkston, you know, they've grown. You know what I mean? They're starting to yeah. grow. Um, of course, I'm curious how that defense is going to look against a and Yeah. Week one. I'm curious to see because everybody hypes up Isaiah Marshall. Um, 
really talented freshman quarterback going up against a Clarkson defense that was just be littered last year. Yeah. And well, the one thing we know about Clarkston is um the tradition of winning. Yep. The pride they have in that program. Yep. Uh from the players, coaches to the families to the community. Mm-hmm. Um there's only a couple communities around Southeast Michigan, like Clarkston, where I swear the whole town comes out for football. Mm-hmm. It's like you got Oxford, like Orient's the same way, Clarkston, Clarkston right? Mm-hmm. And the the entire community shows up, mm-hmm. no matter I remember, what. Yeah, Davis, no matter what, yep, they, they come out too. You know, you look at our communities. You know, Davis and Grand Blanc Lapeer. Yeah, you know, those are communities also come out. You know, Berkeley comes out. Yeah. Um, you know, all three Rochesters, they come out. You know, it just what I mean? seems like there's a rabid fan Wood, base there. All there is Clarkson, a rabid fan right? base, yes, and there's is. and there's reason to have it. Why? Because mm-hmm. you got how many state titles from Coach? You know, three. <laughs> right? you got three state titles. Yeah, and it's you know they've got this machine over there that um, you know they ran into that speed bump last year. You know, and the injuries get everybody healthy. Do you think they are back on track? The injuries hindered them last year. Oh, if Clarkson not... stays healthy this year, I think this team can win at least five games. But when you look at this Clarkson team, everything starts with Spindler and Dillinger. Those are your two big guys. And then you look at, of course, younger Dillinger, Cole. You look at Ben Haas, who was a shot putter, discus thrower. Mm. Um, and then, of course, Owen Foster. They formed the line called the, quote, Hog Brothers. Okay. And you look at, of course, you have a running back in Ethan Clark. You look at Mike DePillo, quarterback. And, of course, receiver Wogan Forbes. But I'm still very concerned about this defense. Yes, they have. They're going to have Spindler, Dillinger up at the, at, at the defensive line. And you have Stallworth that running at a linebacker. But I'm just very concerned. Where's about the rest it. of it? Where's the rest of it? I mean, last year, this group got tortured. Just tortured. Yeah. 64 to Oak Park. 51 to Lake Orion. I mean, yeah. that's but a th- lot of point points to is, give up. But, but by the time you hit that point of the season, mm-hmm. you knew the injuries were there, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, it's, it's like Coach was saying, it's like next man up. Put mm-hmm. your big boy, big boy pants on and come on and play, right? Mm-hmm. And it seemed like every week maybe you had a new face in there and they were shuffling around and just trying to get whoever in the proper slots just to get out there and be competitive, but right? When it comes to program strength, obviously, yeah. of course. And the fact I had I had this good conversation with Kurt, with Coach Richardson today, you know, about only seven freshman football programs in the OA. Yeah, yeah. That's concerning to me. Yeah, that's a surprising number that's very bringing concerning, that up. concerning, you yeah. know what I mean? When you look at, of course, the seven teams that – have have that you know to me that's a big concern because now it comes now program strength now comes into question yeah. when you look at the majority of these teams in the league well it's and, good he announced you know he said that his numbers are up and we've heard that from a couple of the coaches we've talked oh, yeah. to over the Clarkson's last couple up. weeks i know lake orient is up i know um i think octopus might be up i mean like but i know for sure those three teams are up yeah you know but um but it's and, just some questions regarding program strength with 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 other teams, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And you're hoping that, um, you know, what were the uh, 
the JV and the freshman ranks uh, mm-hmm. doing last year for Clarkston? Yeah. Were they still solid? Were they doing... Clarkson JV was really good last year. Right? So mm-hmm. there's their feeder program. So, and you know, we've seen it year in and year out mm-hmm. that the guys that are coming up from the JV, they're ready. They're, they're ready when, to when play. Coach knows when you bring them up, they're ready to go. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's so many kids that are hungry to get on that team, to wear those helmets, to wear that uniform, to get on that field, to be part of that program and that tradition, that they will... Perform. Do you think those seven teams that we mentioned, you know, the freshman <laughs> programs, I mean, like, do you think it's going to help them in the long haul? You know what I mean? Like, when you look at, of course, program strength, obviously. Well, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. anytime you have the bodies, I mean, we've seen it with other teams. Um, I can't remember if it was – who were you talking to? Which uh, coach he said that, um, you know, you get one guy hurt, it's done. Berkeley. Yeah, 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 Ber- yeah Berkeley. Yeah. Coach Sean Shields. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When Shields, he, he said that, you know, we – had the athletes when they were healthy to execute a certain game plan. But as soon as those uh, key players were out of that, um, out of the equation, now what do you do? Oh, you yeah. go, Oh, we're in trouble. And yes, having a program strength, you got guys, the feeder programs coming in freshmen, even youth football. Yeah. Even youth football. You yes, it helps Chiefs, you. Lake Orion, Oxford. I mean, like it you know, helps. It, it helps a it lot. Absolutely helps when you have that. You when you have that feeder programs. You know, it really helps when you look at program strength. Yeah. Um, cool. and you hope that they continue. Like, if the kids are still developing at the freshman level and uh, JV level, mm-hmm. you you hope they stick it out. Yeah. Uh, to make it to those varsity ranks. And of course, you know that's that was a very good um topic I am addressed with Coach Richardson today was you know program strength because you know Clarkson always has that. Oh, you know, yes. Clarkston, you look in, at Clarkston, Lake Orion, Oxford, West yeah. Bloomfield, all three Rochester schools. Program strength very important for all yes. three of those. Yes. Uh, do you have the kids? Is the interest there? Can you get them to come out? Like yes. he said, and and you find like that gem. You know, he's talking about a uh, basketball player turned uh, receiver. Forbes, yeah, yeah. and all of a sudden you get, he's like, wow. You know, so those those are the guys that you're trying to. You know, we always heard from coaches. They said well, they love the multi-sport athlete. Mm-hmm. Because different skill sets from those uh, uh, other sports translate to football. And that's very important. Oh, absolutely. It's very important. You know what I mean? Yeah. sport athletes. Yeah. I, you, know, you know the football coaches love those track athletes. Oh, I know they do. <laughs> oh, I know they do. You know, hit the, especially the 100-meter runners uh, or the 400-meter uh, runners. Give them the ball. Yes. <laughs> All right. Ready to do some week one picks before oh, we talk man. basketball? It's, it's crazy to think that, like uh, Coach was saying, Stunned that we're having football this week, but we couldn't be more excited, mm-hmm. right, Sam? Um, I'm I'm completely excited about it, and we got some news for our listeners out there. Um, uh, check your local listings, if you will, at your community center, uh, media centers, your public access studios, and your schools. Um, you know, cable television stations, because uh, we were given notice by the MHSAA that uh, I'm not going to say they're going to relax the rules on uh, telecasting games, but like ON TV will be airing games on Comcast cable for the first time, AT&T. I think ever in at and verse uh, We will not be allowed to stream them because they've got the NFHS streaming right. stuff, but it's, it shows you that the MHSAA is listening to the fans. They, they heard them. Not only we have football, but they're opening up some of the broadcast stuff. So you can see the games because attendance is going to be down. Correct. Right. So the rules are uh, each right. player gets two, uh, two spectators. Yep. two spectators, they get two tickets, two tickets and yep. so the uh, the crowds are going to be smaller due to safety reasons, so they've loosened some of the uh, broadcast 
um, restrictions they had um, over the years. Usually you have to pay rights mm-hmm. you know, to do it, or they just black you out completely. So look at your community, call your community media centers and see if your game is going to be on cable TV. Yes. So um, that's, that's really exciting. That's great. It's right? Wonderful. So thank you, MHSAA. We can't thank them enough for uh, loosening those rules and you know, letting the games get on so people can see them. All right, let's look at week one games, All right, of course. You, um, now, our, you were a busy beaver, dude, over the weekend. I was doing picks for <laughs> – I was doing picks. These are what I do for the um, blog. If you ever read my blog at com. I do picks with um, with um, certain um, media people as well and um, other experts as well. Um, this year, I'm including you this year. Yeah, you were blowing up my um... – your phone. We got basketball district. We'll talk about that later on. Yeah. Um, the crazy thing is, you know, when you sent me this, this these are the games, right, that we're yeah. picking from. So um, I started thinking about it. I'm like looking at the list going, okay, in a normal situation, you go, okay, I could pick this guy, pick that guy or whatever. But now. How, you got to pick the game goes, and the so, score. Um, Sam, you know, I'm a rookie at this. Yeah, I complete and utter rookie. I could teach but you. But what I'm getting at is that when you see these teams, and then you go to reality, going, "Oh, what are they practicing on there? Are they even hitting? Are they even tackling yet?" That's so, a big question. We don't know yet, right? So, I mean, we saw was it the Navy versus uh, BYU? Yeah, Navy hadn't had contact drills until the game. Are you? kidding? That's me? the first time they were hitting. Are you kidding? No, me? and it showed, right? I yes. mean, uh, BYU rolled them, and you could tell they were missed tackles. They were, you know, out of position. It looked like a team that hadn't practiced a whole bunch. Good. Grief. So that's the thing. You know, we're looking at this list going, how can we possibly pick a winner on some of these if they you haven't even go- tackled anybody yet? Well, let's look at them. Let's look at our <laughs> first game, which is Berkeley taking on Lincoln Park. I mean, the rail spiddlers against uh, the Bears. Um, Berkeley, we talked to Coach Sean Shields um, last w- couple weeks ago about So Lincoln Park is the rail splitters, too? Yes, they are the rail spiddlers. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, La- like, rails. Lincoln Park really struggled. Um, you know, they missed the playoffs the last, I believe, five years as well. Um, so when you look at this game on paper, everything favors Berkeley. Yes. But the game's in Lincoln Park. Ah. So... You're going to take Berkeley, yeah, too? Yeah, I, I got to go with Berkeley. It'll be a huge win for Coach Sean Shields and his team. It'll yeah, and, and talk, like I said, when uh, talk to when you talk to Shields, he's on. I want to put a shoulder pads and helmet. I want to run through a wall for that guy. Sure. Right? And you stay healthy. Yeah, got to go Good with things happen. I'm going to go with Berkeley. You go with Berkeley, I'm yeah. going with them, too. I'm uh, not picking a score. I'd say Berkeley by, okay, Berkeley by seven. Okay. <laughs> um, Rochester and Pontiac. Um. This one's this one's a trap game for me. I mean, you, you think, think so? I think Rochester has not been. They've struggled. You know what I mean. Yes, the last, but so has Pontiac. So has Pontiac. Pontiac's got experience this year. So does Rochester. Both these teams have really struggled. I'm kind of tempted to take the upset. You're but going with the Phoenix. I can't in this one. Ah. I mean, I was really close, but Pontiac. They're going to be leaps and years better than what they were. Okay. But do I think is it going to result in wins and losses? Probably not. But I think they're going to be better based on talent. All right. Um, Rochester, we know about Alex Blano, the quarterback. They got a ton of experience. I'm a little concerned with Rochester, especially playing this, this type of competition. It could really impact them. And not playing your rivals, Adams and Stony Creek. That could also mm. impact Rochester. Okay. So 
So who do you have? I'm going to take Rochester. Yeah. But maybe by 10 points. Ooh. So I'm going to go with Rochester as well. But I'm going to go three. Ooh. So it's almost a, a dead heat. So Rochester is playing on the road or at home? At Wisner. Okay. It's well, in Wisner. Wisner Stadium. Mm-hmm. Well, what a place, right? Yeah. The, the, and there's going to be no fans in there. At all? None. I've told oh. you last week with Kelly Williams, Superintendent Pontiac School, says there's going to be no spectators. No spectators. So that changes the atmosphere a little bit. So I'd say Rochester by three. I'm going to say Rod. I'm you gonna, said 10. I said 10. You know what? I'm going to change. I'm going to go seven. Okay. Because it's, I think it's going to be a, it's gonna a be pretty, a pretty interesting game competitive in game. It'd be competitive. Um, and then let's look at Avondale Ferndale last year, um, forty two twenty eight in favor of um of Ferndale that took eventually took Avondale out of the playoffs. Big game for Coach Corey Bell here yes. at Dick Byfield. Road teams won the last few years until last year's game. Um, so when you look at this game. See, this one's tough to call. This is tough to call. <laughs> Ferndale's going back to their what got them to dance instead of their ditching at wing T. Avondale, we know the athletes they got. Yeah. Um, does Avondale get it done against Ferndale? The question is, can Avondale put a full game together? That is the big question. Right? So uh, we've seen them a lot where it's like they start strong, or they look strong, and then they just kind yikes. of and then fade. It's, there's something about it. Mm-hmm. Can they mature? Have they matured? That's um, a as a question. team, and they got the they got the players back. They got the playmaker back. You have David Holman back at running back. Yeah. Um. And you said there. Who's where? Ferndale's at, for, at, at, at Avondale. At Avondale. At Dick Byfield. Yep. <sighs> I'm. I want to. <laughs> well, this is a tough one. I thought uh, Rochester Pontiac would be tough, but this is even harder. Um. I'm going to say Avondale. You like Avondale? Let's see what happens. Yeah, I'm gonna... you know i i i want to I want to have faith that hey maybe they've turned a corner maybe they've matured um, from a year ago and here they go. You got Avondale. Yes. I'm gonna take Avondale as well. I mean, I love Eric Royal's team. They've got questions at quarterback, um, obviously, um, but I think this game's gonna be much closer than people think. This is gonna be like maybe like a three point game. Um, I don't think it's gonna be a two touchdown game, um, but. I really like Avondale in this one. I just think too much Howman. If um McCar- if Lions or quarterback um has a big game, um I really think that um you know if they can develop that passing attack, you know what I mean, use Corbin Small a lot in this game. I really think he's gonna be the X factor. Um, it'll be a huge win for Corey Bell if he can get it because a- absolutely because it's his second year over there at Avondale. I know a lot of people were really disappointed what happened. And also at Ferndale as well, when he only won four games last year. Yeah. That's well, brutal. also, I mean, we, we've seen other coaches uh, around the OAA in their first year struggle. Mm-hmm. It, it is an adjustment. It's a huge adjustment. It, it's not just walking into, you know, a league that has two top-heavy teams. Uh, this is a top-to-bottom, you better be ready to go in all ready. divisions. Mm-hmm. So in the second year, you usually see that improvement, right? Usually in that second year, yes. Yep. So uh, the start of the second year, I would say it's going to be close to – um, I think it's going to be like, it's going to come down to who's, it's going to come down to, I'm not going to say a field goal, but who's going to have the ball last in their hands. I think it's going to win this one. Yes. And I, I, I'm picking it. And the big one here in the blue is Troy Athens taking on on Bloomfield Hills. That's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, when you look at 
when you look at that game. That's going to be a fun game. That'll be a think? fun game. It's a clash of two different styles between them. Um, you have Athens is a power run team. Bloomby Hills is a spread team. Um, Tanner Zelensky back at quarterback for Bloomfield Hills. Wade Ashman at running back for Troy Athens. I mean, when and you, Bloomfield just uh, then they move. They move two divisions to the red. I yeah. mean, like um, I talk, we talked to Coach Corliss last week. Yes, he said Bloomfield Hills has to learn to, to win. You know what? I think he's right here. But when you're taking on a Troy Athens <laughs> team, yeah, and um, we're gonna talk Royal Troy next. But this game with Athens is really interesting because it's two different styles. Oh, absolutely. Athens can win this game. Yes. They have the play. They have the line. They have the line. They have the running back. And they can play time possession football mm-hmm. to keep Gloria's team off the field. Mm-hmm. Offense off the field. And can, can Bloomfield uh, clog that middle? Can can or is Athens going to push him up and down the field? Their defense, Bloomfield Hills' defensive line and linebackers scare me, concern me. Um, they have a secondary because if you're not, all if, you have to do is just run the ball against them. Yeah, if you don't have the personnel to stop a team like Athens, if you're running power, mm-hmm. that can be a long game, uh, or actually a short game, I should say. Like you said, if you ball control, if you. Watch a team get the ball in, in uh, at the start of a quarter and milk half a quarter on a single drive. We've seen it. We've seen it. Yeah, and if you do it well, what do you do? You can't get the ball back. Mm-hmm. Right? I, I think if this game, if Bloopia Hills, I, I don't know if I could, even with Terrence Linsky's arm, I still don't think it's going to save him in this game against Athens. I mean, like, I know um, Athens, um, they got experience. I mean, like, they won three games last year. I know Bloopy Hills has got experience playing in the red, yeah. but I just think time possession football is going to be key in this game. And I don't trust Dan Loria's team playing that type of football. Whereas I trust Billy Keenis's team in this situation. <laughs> yeah. So until the jur- until people say otherwise, give me the give me the team that runs that has a power, true power running back, and that's Troy Athens. Yeah. So you're taking Give me Athens. Yeah, I'm taking Athens as well mm-hmm. because it, again, what what have we seen from Bloomfield? You know, it's they, besides Sosinski, they don't have a lot. There, we haven't seen much. No. Right. And the change may do them might do them good. It right? should do them good. I mean, they won the blue in 2016. Yeah. And so uh, with but with a power game like we we're saying, if you don't have the horses to stop that sort of thing. You got problems. You have problems. And um, if Bloomfield's uh, D-line shows up, yeah, Athens could have some problems. But I think until Bloomfield can show us that that's, that's how they can manage that game, I'm taking Athens And I read well. in the Hometown Life preview that what Dan Laurie said to, um, I believe, Colin Gay of Hometown Life, um, he said that D-line and linebackers were his two big concern spots. And Athens, we know what they got. Yes. So. Yeah, I'd say Athens, and I would say probably Athens by 10. I got them by two scores. Yeah. Um, Let's go to Troy and Royal Oak. These are two disappointing teams. These have been two <laughs> disappointing teams that have just found ways to just like me would be like throw throw my face mask and go like, what the heck are you doing? 
We know about Troy. We know, but they moved down a division. We know about, and I've read the, I read on their Twitter page, they did like a preview of every player. Okay, cool. Every player. Royal Oak on the other side of things. Replacing their quarterback, replacing the running back. Um, you have Jesse Hosington at um, tight end. Um, I just think this is going to be a low-scoring game. And the reason why I say this is because both these two teams have struggled. Yes. Struggled. And that's a capital S. S. <laughs> um, yeah. It's hard to pick this game. If you think that picking <laughs> Avondale Ferndale was a hard yeah, pick for yeah, you, I know this is even harder <laughs> because these two, because Royal Oak is on a, they've lost three of their last four games in week one, albeit it was the St. Clair Shores Lakeview. Yeah. Troy, of course, mm-hmm. we know about the fact with Avondale. So, and we and, know last year Troy and, didn't score a point last year until week eight. Yeah. They, yes. Huh. Yeah. And it came down to, will they score? Just score a point. You know, that's where it was last year. That debate topic's over this week. Uh, They are going to score? They will score this week. (laughs) Do I think they're going to win? No. I got Royal Oak. So do I. Um, Until we can see dramatic improvement from that Troy score. Coach Chris Frazier, yeah. Yeah, it's – you got to see – man, it was was a tough stretch last year. It was Um, brutal. Now, we haven't spoken to Troy. No. So we don't know uh, if behind the scenes the injury bug hit them. Just like everybody else, the injury bug can hit. Sure. And it usually hits at the wrong time. Did it hit them early, kind of like Clarkston? Mm-hmm. Um, but to not score a point. That's brutal. I mean, they were giving up 40, 50 points a game mm-hmm. to zero, you know. Um, so that's why I'm going with Royal Oak. Yeah, I'm going Royal Oak, too. I think they're going to find a way in this game. Um, let's go from the blue to the white. Um Pretty much when you look at the white, North Farmington takes on Adams. This Could this be an upset trap for North Farmington? Adams is very young, and basically they know how to run a Veer offense. Uh, it could be. Um, can North uh, recreate the magic? Can they continue on? Can they improve upon what they did last year? It all comes down to that game last year against UD Jesuit that told me North Farmington's defense. Um I think it, North Farmington's going to have some problems in this game. I think they're going to have some problems. But I think the key is Jacob Rosandra. If he can find a way to, if he can find a way against a well-coached Adams defense, you know, to control the game, keep that vaunted Veer offense off the field, <laughs> yes. which that's going to be really hard. And you have players like, um, I think the key player in this game is going to be Parker Pico of Adams. Where is Adams going to put him? Are they going to put him at quarterback? Or are they going to put him at wide receiver? That's the big question. But another player I'm really high on is Nick Patera. Very athletic sophomore. Can play virtually anywhere you want to play. Yeah. Um, but what were the key losses for Adams? I mean, players. When you lose Ferris, Carter Ferris. Um, that's a huge loss. Yes. You still have the running backs back and Nick Petranche. Um, they got the running backs back still. Um, when I look at this game here. This should be a good one. This will be a good one. Yeah. If Adams can find a quarterback in this game, it would not surprise me 
if Adams upsets North Farmington. Mm. It would not surprise me because, yes, North has got the talent. They've got the experience. They got the coaching staff. <laughs> yes. But you can never underestimate a Tony Petrito team. And we found that out the hard way. Yes. Absolutely. Never underestimate Tony Petrito's team. Yeah. Adams found that out the hard way. Sparkson really found out the hard way last year um, because Adams beat him. Yeah. Um, now, uh, Petrino, is his son still playing? No. He's gone. He's gone. And what did we see at Lake Orion? He was the offense. Mm-hmm. They handed it to that, that guy how many you times? Think, I think Parker Picot is going to basically become the – or Nick Patera is going to become the Anthony Petrino. You think so? I think he's going to become the Anthony Petrino. It, it just mm-hmm. – it was one of those things where they relied on uh, one or two guys. Mm-hmm. And if you stop one of them, yeah, that's it. But either but Adams last year had times where they were good Adams and bad Adams. Yes, that's so true. So that's going to be the thing. North yeah. Farmington last year went through the blue like a landstorm. Beat Farmington, yeah. which was huge for them. But then that game against UD Jesuit told me a lot about this team. Adams is a much different team mm-hmm. than they were last year. But until proven otherwise, I've got to take North Farmington in this one. So do I. I have to. Yes. It's going to be, but it's going to be much closer than the experts think. Well, what are the experts saying? Uh, as North as I am not one of them. North, North and a blowout. Blow mm-hmm. um, but I don't think it's going to happen. Now, I, a team that I think it could. Well, I could say North. Uh, North will take it. I would say by 14. That's not. They're saying three touchdowns? Well, yeah, they're saying around two scores, yeah. But are you going to say North three? by three points. Whoa. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take North by three points. I say North by 14. Now, a game that I think could be an upset trap is Groves at Farmington. Uh-huh. Battle of Falcons. Blue Falcons versus Green Falcons. <laughs> we know about the basketball clashes. Um, but when you look at this game here with North and them, um, Groves, of course, has some, some experience back, but they're going to be really down. We talked to Corey Soroch at yeah. Farmington. You um, talked about that this could be a very struggling year for Farmington. Yeah. Now, when you look at this game on paper, people are going to say, well, Gross has enough experience because of Jared Magnum. Um, but I have a feeling this game is going to be closer than the experts think. And you think I'm going to be crazy. I think Farmington pulls off the upset against Gross. Whoa. I think Farmington pulls it off because they're at home. Young teams usually do well at home. Yes. And fans in the stands? Because uh, young young players and you have fans that that's a bonus. That is a different bonus. I mean, yes. You think about Pontiac, nobody in the mm-hmm. stands. I think that's a trap game for Rochester in that one. Um, but so I think Farmington could pull it off. Okay, so I came in making up my mind, and now you're talking me out of it. <laughs> I think Groves takes it. You think Groves takes yes. it? Yes, I do think experience matters. Oh, absolutely, especially in this time of COVID when some of these guys probably aren't hitting just yet. Maybe they'll start hitting on Wednesday. Maybe. Right? Maybe. Um, and it was just, it's just not the same preseason and summer ball that we're used to seeing, no, right? No, So having that experience and that game experience already under your belt, mm-hmm. it, you cannot underestimate that. that. That's a huge thing. If you're a young team coming in and you don't have that, uh, you know, freshman, sophomores coming to the varsity level in the OAA. That's hard. Completely different ball. Yep. It's a big boy ball. 
So, um, yeah, I'm saying Groves. You got Groves? I'd say Groves by 10. I've got Farmington by 7. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it'll be very, that'll be a very interesting yeah. game down at Farmington. There's some good games this week, dude. I, oh, yeah. We're not even done with the list yet, but, no. man. And then we got probably the big game in the white, Stony Creek at Seaholm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? I had a conversation with Scott Bernstein yesterday. He, okay. We texted each other. Um, I was giving us some ideas on some teams. and. I sent him my top 10 of all Oakland County. And he was shocked that I didn't mention that Stony Creek wasn't mentioned. You know, uh, I mentioned Stony Creek. He didn't even put Stony Creek in his top 10. So he was surprised you mentioned them? He or was surprised he I mentioned Stony Creek. And he said, why Stony? I said, they have experience back. You have Cameron Buford back. You have Ryan Eckhow back. I mean, like, so, if you, so Stony Creek fans, if you want to know why Stony Creek's in the top 10, you know. You talked I, him into it. I talked him into it. <laughs> because I, ta- I even did that same thing with Oxford as well. I even did that with him as well. I talked yeah. him into it. Um, but I would say with Stoney. We know how good they are. We've seen it. We've seen it. Yeah. I mean, it was it was, uh, it was, it was fun to watch. It was almost at Lake Orion's expense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it was, I go, what a game. And it was one of those eye-openers. You're going, whoa, this team. This team is solid. And Nick Merle's done a good job with this team. Absolutely. I mean, you know, so when you look at when you look at this game and taking on Seaholm, last year was a really good game. It was 2013 in favor of Seaholm over at Stoney. Seaholm, of course, let's remember, this was a team that went to the state semifinal year ago. Yes. And you look at, of course, they have Caleb Cronerback. I'm curious about the quarterback cut battle between Ryan Eckhout and um, Caleb Croner. That's going to be the battle up mm-hmm. front. That's going to be the battle of quarterback spot. The offensive line battle is going to be really interesting as well. You got, uh, you got a lineman like Austin Jordan going up against Caden Dewald. Um, that's going to be really interesting how that's going to unfold in that matchup. This could it, be a could good Could this game. be, okay, with Seahome's success last year, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which I don't think we were surprised at. No. Right? Well, it, let's remember, this team barely got in the playoffs last year, and then they <laughs> went and blew out Groves in the district final. Yes. So, I mean, they were, so it shows that they can raise to the occasion. Sure. Right? You got the coaching staff. They get the mindset right, yep, with Jim and, there, and yep. good things can happen. Mm-hmm. With um, them this year, you know, what's the turnover? What mm-hmm. are the new faces? Are they 50-50? You got I read in back. the Hometown Life interview with um, Jim, Coach Jim DeWald. He said they were hungry for more. If he's saying that, you know he's got him primed. Yeah. And you taste that success in the playoffs, you can that boosts your confidence off the charts, don't you think? Yeah. You and think you being... feel you can beat anybody in your sure. league if you can move on, right? I'm Do... gonna say I'm picking Seahome. You're crazy. You know, but what? it's gonna be like I'm gonna last Seahome. Stony Creek is mad as heck <laughs> after what happened to them last year. They lost yeah. at home. I am taking Stony Creek. But they're the up-and-comer. Seaholm has shown they can do it. I'm taking Stony Creek because of Cameron Buford. Okay. He is going to be the difference maker All in right. that game. Stony Creek's going to win that game. I'm saying by two scores. Okay. Mine is going to be, like, by one. Ooh. It's going to be a tight game. This is this could be a coming out party for Stony, right? Are they going to rise to the occasion? I have them two to start the year, ranked second to start the year. Okay. 
I am high on this team. But is I know you are, and I am too, but they haven't done it yet. Can they do it? I, I think it's I think it's going to come down to it's going to be like a one point. It's going to be maybe cl- not even a touchdown, maybe a field goal. A field goal. It's going to be close. I agree. Super close. And on the road, right? So Stoney's on the road, yeah, correct? Yep, they're at Seahawks. So I guess in the age of COVID, does on the road or home mean anything anymore? No. Fans not there. The fans aren't there. Nope. But I've got Stoney. You okay. got Seahawks. I do. It's, okay. But it's going to be, be a good game. It's going to be close, and that might be that coming out party for, C, uh, for Stone. Stony. Mm-hmm. They they take care of business down there. Mm-hmm. Are they ready for primetime? That's a big question. Yeah, and we'll uh, see. Now let's go to the red games. Um, we got three of them: Clarkson, A and T. Yeah, this one's interesting because we talked about this with Coach Richardson. A and T. We know about the height they got. I just, I, I can't, a <laughs> is just, their line is a, a concern for me. Their linebackers are a concern for me. Going up against a Clarkson team, I still don't trust Clarkson's defense. Yeah. Um, This has got shootout written all over it. But you know what? In tribute, in memory, in tribute to Coach Kurt Rich. Yes. I think the Wolves are going to win this game. I think they're going to give up at least 30 in this game. Oh, give but up. I, give up 30. Yeah, but I think they're going to put up at least 49. Whoa. I have Clarkson winning this game more than two scores. So. I just can't trust Southfield. I can't trust this team. Yeah. They don't. They have the athletes. They just don't know how to put it together. I would say how, how things have changed. Like uh, Coach Richardson was saying, he goes, you know, thinking, hey, football's in the spring. We lose these guys. Mm-hmm. It's not in the spring anymore. It's not happening anymore. now. You have them back, right? Yep. And just this, how everything has changed with this. Um, if football would have been in the spring, it hurts Clarks. Oh, absolutely. If it was in the if it was in the fall, it's gonna it's help gonna them. help them big time. Just like West Bloomfield. Um, so I would say, yeah, I'm gonna go Clarkston in this one. Um, I say that it's a seven point game. Ooh. Because it's the defense, and are they back? That's the tru- question. I don't trust neither defense in this game. I don't yeah, trust but you always the, When anybody plays Clarkston, regardless of if they had a bad year last year, you play up. Yes, you do. Right? You mm-hmm. always play up. Mm-hmm. And you might play two steps above your grade level, but you do. Yeah. And Clarkson's playing a freshman quarterback in Isaiah Marshall. All right, so, so we're about fifty-four. Ooh, we got so we got a couple pick, picks yeah. to do. Um, we got West Bloomfield Oak Park, and then you have Lake Orion and Oxford. West Bloomfield over Oak Park. Yes, a lot of college athletes in this game. Yes, but I West Bloomfield. We know I just about, think they're loaded. Even over Oak Park. Yes, I got West Bloomfield as well. Um, now we got Lake Orion against um Oxford. Oxford. Great rivalry game to kick off the season. Zach Lyons' first game. Yes. As coach. New look Oxford. New look Oxford. New logo, too. You see, they, uh, I think they redrew their uh, they Wildcats. They redrew that two years ago. Did they? I thought yeah. they had changed it uh, recently. They redrew that two years ago. I oh. mean, like, so, hey, we got to um, update our graphics. Yes, we do. We got to update <laughs> Um, I think this game's going to be very, very interesting. Really tight. So do I. Um, Oxford's got a lot of experience back. Brady Carpenter at quarterback. Melvin Eccles back at running back. Um, Plus, plays linebacker. 
Lake Orient's got experience on the offensive line. Yes. They got, and it's going to come down to Lake Orient skill players. They do have experience at wide receiver, Mitchell DeBrinkat. Can we get them? The, can they get them the ball? That's the big question. And can they run the ball? If Nazir Lardell can run very similar to Kobe Manzo. Oh. You know? Yes. If he can do that. I you, like you mean Lake- every time he gets through the first level, he's at risk of breaking it all the way? Sure. <laughs> Lake Orion. That's what it was last Lake year. Lake Orion reminds me of Lapeer this year. They mm. remind me of Lapeer. The only difference is Lapeer had Phoenix Dixon. Now, I think Lake Orion, it, yeah, they're going to be a little. I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last. Ooh, that close. I think it's going to come down to who has the ball last. Because this is going to be an unknown. Well, you know, have a new system, too, in Oxford. Right, new system. Sometimes that works out in their favor. Sometimes it, it doesn't. doesn't. you know. But, but I think with Lyon, he's going to really open it up for that. Team. You think so? He's going to open it up because, you know, he's going to probably run more of a spread like he saw in the NFL days at SMU. I mean, like, you know, I think it's going to be a much different offense. I, I think it's going to be close as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Lake Orion wins. I do, too. But I'm going to say that's going to be a seven-point squeaker. I think it's going to be even tighter. I really well, think it's going to be 20 Last ball. 21. Whoever yeah. last is going to score. I think Andrew Bryant kicks the winning field goal to give Lake Orion the win. Ooh. Mm-hmm. I that think close. he kicks the winning field goal. Wow. With, with two seconds left <laughs> in the game. I think that's going to happen. Wow. You know, I th- it's going to be a really tight game between Lake Orion and Oxford. Oxford's in a similar boat as Lake Orion was in last year. Yes. No, was in t- two years two ago. Years ago uh, new coach. Yeah, three years ago. Three years ago. Yeah. Yes. Two new coach, new yeah, system. New coach, new system. You know, I think Oxford's in that situational boat. But it'll be a really good game. Yeah, I'm. In, every time these two guys get together, it's always a great, great atmosphere. Double O great trophies on the line. Double O trophy. You got a trophy game. Mm-hmm. Um, I know a lot of people will be watching uh, at home. Mm-hmm. It always draws a big, uh, big viewing. Uh, people pay to watch this at home True. because it's it's just a lot of fun. It is. And um, what a way to kick off the season with Oxford, you know. Um, and I'm really curious to see uh, Coach Line. Yeah, I'm curious and too. How he, uh, you know, invigorates this team and gets it up and running. Um, we're gonna see what happens this week here. Absolutely, man! Um, it's footballs, football, yeah. and of course, um, a lot of people on the state are talking West Bloomfield, Oak Park. We already made our picks there. Yeah, yeah. I still can't. Well, because of the college prospects, that's probably yeah, why. yeah. All right, I'm gonna sign off here, everybody. I'm keeping on the blog at samysimicolinterman@blogspot.com. Um, I'd like to thank Clarkson coach Kurt Richardson for being on our pod just today. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. Take care, buddy, and see y'all next week, everybody. Thanks, Sam. OA Now is produced by Sammy Terramino. The views on this show are his and mine alone. <laughs> I finally got it right this week. <laughs> Give us a call, 248-393-1060. If you'd like to make your own podcast, we're doing one-on-one training. Give us a call. That's it for OA Now. We'll see you next week. See ya. Get out and watch some football or watch some football on TV. Oh, sports as well. Yeah.